husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. G'day, podcasters. How are you today? Ah, they are good, and they're very good today because they're going to get a little slice of Elvis. Mm-hmm. 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 As we talk to um, Austin uh, Butler, the star of the movie Elvis, which is about the singer Elvis. We'll do anything that you want to do. But not, uh, honey, lay off them shoes and don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Anyone have a favourite Elvis song? Uh, Untrained Melody, I reckon, mm-hmm. but I don't really, I wasn't really into him and I don't know if I'm into him or into Austin mm-hmm. Butler, if I'm being. Right. Mm. Yeah. I went through a bit of a phase. Did you? Yeah. I used uh, to Elvis like this phase. Yeah, I like Ghetto. That's a great song. And Teddy Bear. Let me see if we've got them. Um... Doubtful. We don't really have our Elvis. No, no there's repeat heap, Elvis Wednesday. Heaps of Elvis in here. Is there? Yeah, there's stacks. And um, what do you like? What did you say? Like ghetto? Mm. I don't know if that's what's called. It. Cold and wet December days. A baby born with a tail. They say was a care cool. Those aren't the words. Uh, in the ghetto. Mm, great song. Old and grey Chicago morning. A poor little baby oh, yeah. child is born in the ghetto. In the ghetto. See, we're a big fan of Johnny Cash in our household. They would have palled around a bit. They were. Funny you say that because Mm. I was in the, uh, what's the movie? Walk the Line. Walk the Line. Mm. Great movie. Elvis appears in that. Have you seen it? I have, but I don't remember that It's just in the background. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's not funny. So back in the day, Elvis sang about the ghetto. On a cold and grey Chicago morning. But there would be a song called In the Ghetto these days, which would be phenomenally different. Yes. Or the ghetto but changes. as as the movie touches on, um, that was quite um, controversial and groundbreaking for him to do that as well, because African Americans yeah. populated the ghettos, and he was a big supporter of them. Yeah, I got him in quite a lot of trouble, didn't mm-hmm. it? The way he was breaking down the towards um, yeah, because you forget it wasn't that long ago that even in America there was mm-hmm. white and black sections of society. It's crazy. It makes you feel a bit sick in the stomach though when you see, hear the stories, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. When you're watching it, I still feel uncomfortable. Mm. Like yeah. we know when you're using terms that were used in such a derogatory way back then, yeah. and of course they're trying to tell a story, but it still makes me cringe. Mm. Yeah. But then you think about it, um, there were terms that were used about homosexuals where you kind of go, whoa. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's yep. when we were. But I guess that's up. that's what's important that it, they are in the movies, these stories as well. Yeah, I don't like it when you, they take them away. Because you go, it, the sick feeling is a good, good thing mm. because it's reminding mm. you that that happened and yeah. this should never, ever happen again. Yeah, true. Um, true. Great movie, though, but Austin Butler, we chat with him. He plays Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming up on today's show. Also, the parents all get around um, Kate Middleton, mm-hmm. make her feel a lot better. Um, let's get into it. Here's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, he's a chippy and a little bit of a hippie. He hates wearing clothing and listening to his wife's moaning. It's time to head to Abby's house and Scotty Too Hotty for Trade Chat Tuesday. It's not true. I'm Lights sorry, it rhymed. It rhymed. I'm sorry. It just, Don't it you, just, baby. It just rhymed. Yeah, some morning stab. You're right on the money there. This is basically <laughs> what I uh, want to try and clear up today with oh, the wifey. Okay. All right. My moaning? Another, another uh, marriage counselling session for Trade Chat? Yes, please. Can I book one in right now? <laughs> What's your issue you know? this week? Oh, issues. I've got plenty of those. Um, look, clear something up with you, honey. You know, like three weeks ago, I said, oh, Stranger Things have got new episodes on. Yep. So I um, asked the wife, he said, oh, look, we don't get time to watch that because she doesn't. She doesn't watch TV at all, but she tells me I watch 20 hours a day. So, um, I don't know how I get the time to work, but um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, was watching one last night. She came out. She's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "What do you mean? You told me three weeks ago I could watch Stranger Things." No, I didn't. No, no. So I was putting. The, <laughs> wait, this is this is what I. Whoa! Whoa! Can I just, so, you open whoa. this. You open it. I'm going to talk. I reckon Bev might have been here. Bev, did you hear her say that? <sighs> don't yep. bring the mother-in-law yes. in, Scotty. Mother-in-law, yep. mother-in-law loves him more than me, so whatever. Yeah, uh, right. But here, here's the thing: I, I get annoyed when Scotty watches TV because here's the thing: putting the kids to bed is just shite. Mm. It's shite in our household. Putting them three, they just always argue with it. Mm. But last night, I was putting them to bed, and yeah. what annoys me about them when I'm putting them to bed is if they choose me and they don't choose Scotty, he doesn't then go and crack a beer or go and have a packet of chips and sit on the couch and watch TV. 
act productive, do something else rather than that. So when I'm doing that and he well, turns the volume the down so low and I can hear him opening the chips or a can or last night getting the ice cream and I was just fuming as I'm trying to get them three to bed. And then I, I fell asleep, right? So I came out at 10pm and he's sitting there and I said, mate, what are you watching? And he goes, oh, just a bit of TV. And I went, really? And then I looked at it and I can see it. I went, what is the show? And he goes, Stranger Things. I went, but that's our show. And he goes, mm. oh, what? Mm. And what's annoying about him, I know that he would have pretended to not watch it yes, and, and go back and watch it. And I get it. I don't watch much TV, but the reason I don't watch much TV, Scott, is because on the weekends, what do we have to watch 24-7? Footy. 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 That's back, baby. my time mm. to watch it. No, That's you, true. There's no time, baby. Stab's pretty good. He won't watch a show unless his wife is free. Like, you watch it together, right? Yeah, which is getting hard. We may have to. We I was going to um, yes. mention that later on. That's we might be stuff. at a crossroads. You might separate? In our, yeah, we might separate. Mm. Yeah. I'm yeah. okay yeah. if you're We're separating, separate, honey. but you tell me first that you're doing it. I just don't smack bang have no, someone no, else no, in my no, lounge you, room. What? It's just like it's just like <laughs> presents. <laughs> it's just like presents at Christmas time. You're like, no, nah, don't get me anything, and then if I don't get you anything, yeah, I'll get my head ripped off. I'm still so, mad at Stranger uh, Things you know. this season anyway because I want to watch it, but it's an hour and a half each each episode. Like that's yeah, the, now long. Can I ask you, in all honesty, Scotty? You, at for you. at no, ten o'clock true. when yeah. I came out. And I saw you watching it, and what you time? did. It was ten p.m. You did look like a, a deer in a headlights. Did you think you were doing something wrong? Oh, I kind of maybe thought you might have been a little bit upset, but then I remembered that you should watch it. <laughs> I did not say that. But Scotty, it's like anything. Do you go home yeah. from the pub at the time you said you did, mm. or do you just stay and have the fun, knowing you'll get in trouble, but you're going to have That's the fun anyway? That's what's going to The depth of it just varies, so what does it matter? I'm exactly. already in trouble for going out. I might as well stay out for heaps long ago. I didn't realise the time. God, you've nailed this voice there. This is all... This is... <laughs> This is all backfiring on me. It you is, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I say that you're allowed to watch Stranger Things without me. We can separate. We can do separate things. But I just wanted well, you to tell on. me we've, first. We've got that other show that we watched as well. That, there's new shows. Ozark. Ozark. Yeah, we haven't got around to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, can, we can have that if you want to have Stranger Things by yourself. <sighs> yeah, you wouldn't like it anyway, yeah. honey. Oh. So, scary for you. So get ready to pretend you haven't seen Ozark yet, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, buddy. Thanks All right, enjoy your day with my lovely wife. Uh, we always do. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah, we 100% do. we do. Uh, all right, right, boys, you've learned quick. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? <laughs> We love doing this so we can make everyone feel uncomfortable. You can ask whatever question that you want right now so you can get a better understanding. And we do say if anyone is listening to the show and they go, I want to be a part of this segment, please call up, uh, just like Helen has done. Helen, good morning. Good morning. Now, you are a mother of three. You've got a 15, a 13-year-old and a 2-year-old. And Molly, who's we're talking about this morning, because uh, she has Down syndrome, correct? That's, that's right. Molly is two, nearly two and a half. Now, I know I really say thank you for being a part of this because, like I was just saying before, people don't ask questions or maybe they say things that are really quite offensive and they don't realise. Mm. What's your biggest understanding that you want to get out there? I guess it's to to recognise that Molly is a two-year-old, that she's a girl, and on top of that she has a condition called Down syndrome, but that doesn't define her, and she um, is a typical two-year-old who loves the Wiggles, loves Coco Melon, and also has the best two-year-old tantrums that other two-year-olds have. Um, So she's typically um, a lovely little girl most of the time, and um, but she has Down syndrome on top of that, but that's not how we define her, or, you know, she's still Molly to us. Is it that when people meet you and they meet Molly, they always, do do people sort of say, oh, I'm so sorry that she has Down syndrome? They did initially. Well, when I was pregnant and I got her diagnosis, so I was pregnant when, um, when we found out that she had Down syndrome and... People then were also sorry, like, well, we're not, you know, she's 
we'll wait and see and you mm. know we'll see what she is and i think a lot of you kind of can see people's sympathy you know people smile and they put their head to the side and no one directly says it she's a very happy little girl and loves people so going through a shopping center takes a long time because she's got to stop and greet everybody yeah. and everyone gets a high <laughs> and, and she blows kisses and yeah. even at a cafe this weekend and, a, and there's a bunch of young boys like i'm talking 20 year olds sitting and molly's sitting there blowing kisses and they're mm. very very awkward about you know but then they started interacting with her and oh, what's yeah. the name and and you know yeah so not so much um people don't say sorry but you can sometimes see it in their face but and we just kind of you know she makes us very happy yeah you know she's a lovely little girl Helen, can I ask how it was when you were pregnant and you found out that? Because th- these days, uh, my, my best friend's um, older brother is, and I guess it was different because I didn't find out until you didn't know, uh, yeah. birth, where now I guess you go through counselling. Were the doctors helpful mm. or did you find that process quite distressing? Because some people, if we're being honest, might find out at an early stage and then choose mm-hmm. not to. And that is, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, everyone mm. has a different view on it, Helen, mm. and it's uncomfortable right. to talk about that. It is, and I guess for us it was never a choice. So just to clarify, the 15- and 13-year-old are my stepchildren. So Molly right. is my first nat- um, own child, and yes. I had been pregnant and gone through some miscarriages. So for us to not – there was never a It was a, a blessing, a about, huge blessing. Yeah, yeah, never a discussion about whether or not – um, we were going to have an abortion when we found out her diagnosis. And I'm a nurse, so that also helped in that and I'm a paediatric nurse. So I have some sort of understanding. And I guess I knew the right questions to ask or the wrong questions to ask maybe. And I, our obstetrician was fantastic. And he, you know, from sort of day dot, he sort of said that, um, he suspected that she did have Down syndrome and we'd gone through all the scans and then no, they'd refer us on to another higher level obstetrician and no, no, you don't, she doesn't have Down syndrome. So it was a bit of a roller coaster mm. ride, to be honest, for her diagnosis. And um, finally at 21 weeks, I decided that I would have an amniocentesis to find out for sure, just so we knew what we were up to. It wasn't going to mm. change, but it was just going to help us plan prepare, yeah. um, for the future. And, and that's when we got her diagnosis. And um, there was only one occasion where in the hospital where I felt like um, someone, a midwife came in and said, oh, we're really sorry. And they were oh. treating me with mm. with gloves, like I was put in a single room, and like which I was in a public hospital. So to be put in a single room, that's where the mum, you know, like it was yeah. kind <laughs> of really difficult. And um, I was, it was also nice, don't get me wrong, I liked being <laughs> yeah. in a single room. But, but you, you, you want to get it regardless yeah. Yeah. as opposed to... I felt the, yeah. you know, oh, the this poor mum, you know, has got a baby with Down syndrome and... Um, and they told us that she was going to be in special care nursery for four weeks. And, well, her and I were both discharged at day two. And, yeah, right. you know, you know, we just didn't really fit what they had said to us. But um, And I now, it's interesting, I now educate midwives and go and talk to midwives about the most important thing a mother ever wants to hear is congratulations. Yeah. You've got a beautiful baby girl. You've got a beautiful baby boy. Um, they don't want to hear sorry or, you know, anything that it's they've had a baby you know it's an exciting time regardless of what the future may hold Mm. and um i guess that's a important point that you know it's it's no different well let's open the phones helen um sure thank you Mm -hmm. for putting a hand up if you're listening to helen's story now she sounds very open and Mm. ready to answer any questions you might have maddie in springfield lakes you're up first good morning um do you mind if i ask like is there like severities of Down syndrome, like autism? There's not just one stage. And do you have to have like a plan um, for if you do pass away for your kid? Because obviously they might not be able to function without you. Oh, if you pass away, like, uh, yeah, something in place yeah, for Molly. That's a really yeah. good question, and it's something that we've recently just had to have the conversation with really good friends of ours, actually, to say, you know, if something would happen to Molly's dad or I, would they help? look after her if it, you know she's still young she does have all the siblings which you know in time they you know depending on what happens i guess they they're also available and they you know they love her as well mm. uh, regarding your question about severity and different types so really there isn't there's just there's three different types of down syndrome but it doesn't show severity it just what happens on the genes so kids with down syndrome people with down syndrome have 47 sets of DNA, whereas typical people have 46. Right. So Molly has an extra chromosome on her 21 gene. 
So that's why sometimes it's called trisomy 21, meaning three strands instead of two. Right. Um, so sometimes the genes can get trained a little bit and, yeah, and there are different types, but as far as severity, there's not, we don't really say that there's different severity. There's, there's things that can happen for kids and adults with Down syndrome and that sometimes can be life limiting. So some children and some adults have cardiac conditions, mm. they have problems with their heart. Um, Molly has some lung conditions, so she gets um, quite wet and has quite gets lots of coughs and colds. Um, and so obviously with COVID around, we were really conscious of that. Mm. So that's it's more just the um, not necessarily the severity, but what other complications um, people with Down syndrome may have. Thank you, Joseph in Greenbank. What's your question? Hey, do you mind if I ask? How did you explain Molly's condition to her siblings? Yeah, that's a good question. We actually told them prior to her being born, so we explained to them. They're pretty smart kids, um, Mm. so we talked about chromosomes and DNA and explained how Molly um, would have an extra um, chromosome and that that may create some challenges. We also had a friend... Um, some really close friends of mine who I used to live with actually before I was married, she um, has had a daughter. So we introduced them to their daughter as well so that they could meet um, a child with Down syndrome. And then it turns out Sam, the eldest boy, his friends had a sibling who had Down syndrome as well. So it all they were very understanding and we were able to explain it to them. And, and they... Um, I think, to be honest, it's made them such caring, lovely, yeah. more yeah. supportive siblings um, <clears throat> to her. Hey, right, Alan. Step up. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask? With um, you were talking about, you know, if anything was to happen with you and in the future, and I was just saying that my best friend has going through the situation of her parents are getting older and wondering if she does full care for her brother. Um, mm. Do you believe that there is enough support? I mean, she sometimes can have people come in and they have like days mm. off, um, you know, just to sort of have that little a bit break. of a little bit of a break, mm. but also for the child as well. Mm. Do you think mm. that there is enough support for the future? Because as sad as it was, they were looking at um, nursing homes, which is not mm-hmm. appropriate at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so where I, you know, as people have said to us, there was no better time for Molly to be born with Down syndrome as far as NDIS. Yes, but yep. unfortunately. That doesn't. That just the support that she gets through that now is fantastic. But my understanding is that it weans as they go as children right. get older, which is not adults. what you need. No, no, that's right. They you know they try and do this big early intervention of let's get you know put all the therapies in and get them to be as to the highest of the potential, which is absolutely wonderful. And I'm so grateful to live in a country that does this. But um, yeah, I think as as time goes on, so we've been talking about family trust for Molly mm-hmm. and, you know, what that would look like for her, for her future, because we just don't know. And, don't you know, there's many, many people out there that with Down syndrome who work, hold jobs, yeah. Yeah. get married, fall, you know, all those things, fall in love, all those things. Um, but we just don't know. Just like yeah. any other, like an obstetrician said to me when on my diagnosis day, she said, one of my best friends had a child with autism that wasn't being able to be, um, diagnosed prior to being born, and they are very, are require a lot of lot of support and assistance. And I suppose for us, we're in a position at least we we know um, and we can plan for Molly's future mm. to some degree. Mm. We've got JC on. JC is only eight years old and has a question. Go ahead. Hi Helen, do you mind if I ask? Does Molly get sad when people look at her differently? Do you know what JC? She doesn't. I don't think she realizes they're looking at her funny. Mm. She's just liking that they're looking at her. She loves people, <laughs> and so she waves and she blows kisses to everybody that she meets. Um, so I don't think at this point she understands completely at two that she might be a little bit different from other kids. Um, she just considers herself who she is, and and we will keep encouraging her to be like that too. But that's a great question. Thanks, mm. JC. <laughs> Helen, can I ask a question? Uh, it might be a, a strange one. I've had a few friends that have had children uh, with Down syndrome and, and a couple of friends. And I actually, I really enjoy their company and I find mm. them really fun to be around and mm. I love them. But I feel that that, can, that could also be a little bit offensive in a way as what, well. patronising, presuming that oh, they're yeah. always happy or fun? I, I don't know, yeah. Just, uh. I always feel weird about saying it. Um, but is that something that is, is offensive? 
I don't think so. I don't think it's offensive. Like I, I love that people love Molly, and mm. I love that Molly loves people. Um, she, um, but I guess as Abby said, she's not a hundred percent happy all the time. She yeah. is a typical two-year-old, and I, um, I think a lot of people with Down syndrome they're not. I don't know. I don't like to say weighed down, but. The concerns of that make us sometimes grumpy and unhappy yeah. and not so much fun to be around. Yeah. It's not concerns to them. They that, just, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not worried about. Mm. They're just worried about that moment now, and they're with you, and they want to spend time with you and be mm. happy and have fun and laugh and have a beer and you know, Matt Molly's dad. I'm sure can't wait for the day that he can take to the pub and have a beer. Yeah. You know, like, I was going to say Molly drinks already. That's such a dad thing to say, isn't it? No, when she's that. old enough, well, she's two, <laughs> Helen. But yes, <laughs> plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> Look, thank you so much for being so open and honest and contacting us, um, Helen. It really means a lot to us, and thank you to everyone who called. Um, so thanks okay. for your time this morning. Thank you, Helen. Yeah, thanks. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Jubilee celebrations have gone ahead in London, honouring Her Majesty's remarkable 70-year reign. And isn't it an amazing event that probably goes for a very, very long time? Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I think the backlash for this is completely bollocks because I love Kate Middleton Mm -hmm. and she's got three kids and I uh, just know that I can't control my kids, Uh, but especially the youngest as well. So she was at the Jubilee, which I could only imagine it was a long sort of concert or celebration. Four or five hours. Was it? Yeah, man. And her youngest, Lewis? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's gorgeous. He's four. And she's sitting next to him. And the whole time there is people taking photos and videos. Mm. And at one point he does put his hand up to her mouth because mm. she's probably gone, Lewis, darling, please stop. Just another hour. Stop. And he's gone, no, you stop, mum, and put his hand on her mouth. At one point he's up and he's kissing her. He's trying to have refreshments. The uncle behind is going, I'm looking at you, mate. I'm looking at you. But the whole time she's, I think, is doing her best to try and go, come on, darling, yeah. let's just enjoy yeah. it. And people have said that she can't control her kids and bad parenting. And I was like, that's rubbish. The one where it's like, you know, this is a slippery slope. If he's like this now at four, imagine what he's going to be as a teenager. And you're like, shut up. Come on. He's going to be like his uncle Harry. He'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> is there nothing? You're going to hand me Oh, my God, he's going to leave the family. <laughs> is there nothing more infuriating, though, when your child puts their clammy little hand over your mouth and it's mm. just got that cheese stink to it and you're just like, get that off. He's a royal. I'm, my I'm not face. sure he's going to have cheese. No, he's stink. got pretty easy. No, nah, the every funny kid's one as well, you know, how he's got his hand up and he's like, nah, 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 nah. out his tongue, like, mm. I got yeah. you. Mm. But we just want to do 131060. Make Kate Middleton feel better. Mm. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Heaps of, heaps of back catalogue. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that my most embarrassing was when uh, I had a newborn and Finney would have been about three and a half mm. and I had been asked. Asked by the the Maya Center actually if I would take photos uh, of him for with Santa with Santa and they yeah. said that they would give me a voucher and I was like ching yes no worries we'll do it he would love to do it he'd love Santa mm-hmm. and he didn't agree to go on the train that they wanted a photo of they had organised for this big photographer and I was like that's all right he'll be fine once he gets so to Santa a professional this wasn't just an iPhone job no no, no professional big been organised it was supposed to go in the paper as well mm. uh, and he wouldn't get on the train that they had no. cute no worries. Got around to Santa. Uh, he screamed. He headbutted Santa with such force that Santa had to take a moment um, to leave. Uh, did Santa bleed? The, no, but the photographer did not get a photo. Um, and as we were walking out, Finney kept screaming, do I get my toy voucher now? <laughs> and I was like, no, mate, that moment has passed. And he's like, I want my toy voucher. We had one when um, we uh, were lining up for four hours for uh, the COVID test. Oh, and yes. Rory that doesn't like the, the nose one. But we had four hours. So we're like, you know, it's coming. She's like, yeah, I think I'm going to be fine. We, had, ah, da, we talked about it the whole way. You're in the line for ages, so you've got time to prepare. And then she sits down and she just lo- we had to hold her down. Mm. Screaming, kicking, like we just talked about this for four hours. What changed? She well, went, she well, had four hours to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue. All you did was build up yeah. the beer for four now hours. Are I you ready? I don't know. Oh, she was getting ice I cream. Think, well, I think we're all on her side with that one. <laughs> Surprise! It's a COVID test. <laughs> but yeah, what are you parenting times where you just couldn't control your kids, and you do you get well, you yeah. get embarrassed because you're like, oh, this is just bad parenting. Mm. But is it only because we think because she's a royal that she's like everyone's. All kids are jerks. Yeah. Mm. doesn't matter whether they're an heir to the throne no. or they go to Oxley State School. I guess for them, they're always king or queen training. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But they're still four-year-olds. Mm. Yeah. But then look at that kid king from Game of Thrones. He turned out to be a real pain in the ass. Oh, you think he should have been controlled, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, mm. Good point. Someone give him the iPad. Uh, 13, <laughs> 10, 60. Uh, make Kate feel better. Kelly, what did your four-year-old do? She decided after we went to Kmart, she was doing very well, uh, I bought her a pirate sword. Mm-hmm. And she took to the Easter Bunny stand... You know, the red shawl of Easter bunnies, yeah. the big one, yeah. the elegant rabbit? Yeah. Chopped the heads off all of the display. <laughs> Did you have to buy them? Yep. Cost oh. me $150. Wow. Oh Haven't you seen the head, the the sign? You behead them, uh, you buy them. <laughs> oh, yeah, nah. Wow. Oh, you just cringe inside, don't you? And it's like, who would buy that sword for them? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> who would do that? That's, That's crazy. Silly. Okay. Hey, hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. You okay? Good morning. How are you? Good. When did your child throw a tantrum? Oh, my goodness. We're in the shopping centre, and they had a jumping castle in the shopping centre. And I said, we've got to go. No jumping castle. And he had a tantrum, screaming, carry on. Next minute, I'm talking to my partner. Next minute, I hear all this screaming, and he's unplugged the power to the jumping castle for all the children in there screaming, and I ran after him. Oh, and he wow. was laughing smug, and I was so embarrassed. Wow. If I can't have it, no one no can. No one can. <laughs> oh. That's epic. All right, John, <laughs> make uh, Kate Middleton feel better. Mate, I uh, was out at Carindale with my three-year-old daughter at the time, and uh, she wanted a doll, and I didn't want to buy the doll, so at the bottom of the escalator, she decided to chuck a tantrum, throw herself down, and uh, I just went over and sat down and watched the show happen as all these people walked past. And <laughs> they were trying to console this little girl that they, there was no parent around. <laughs> but uh, I end up with two parents sitting next to me going, this is just unbelievable. How can you not go over and look after your daughter? I'm like, she'll be right. She opened her eyes up five minutes later, looked around and went, oh, Dad, and come straight over to them. Yeah, nice work. Yes. yes. It's funny, isn't it? Where sometimes you're like, they're actually only having a tantrum because I've said no. Like, I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh, uh, how good. Renee in <laughs> Brown's Plains, make Kate feel great about her child <laughs> and parenting. Uh, yeah, so this wasn't my child, it was my niece, but I was looking after her for the weekend and I took her shopping. Um, she wanted a chocolate bar and I said no, so she decided she would run off and strip off all her clothes <laughs> and she was still toilet training at the time. She even took off her pillion nappy, which she'd done in the oh, car, no. and thrown it at the shelves. Oh, it my was God. not pleasant. Wow. Oh, my God, Renee. Did you have to do, oh, she's not mine. <laughs> oh, she's not mine. I'm just looking up. I tried to, but I lived in a small town at that time, but they all knew it. They all knew. Come to Auntie <laughs> Renee. Auntie <laughs> Renee. <laughs> oh. I was like, she's not mine. She's my niece. But, yes, I'll play that. All right. There you go. We'll uh, put this on a podcast and send it to Kate. She lives. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks tomorrow. $10,000. That is the uh, prize. Yes. Pirate Day, too, because your letter is R. 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 And some of your answers are. On the screen, if you're looking for them. On the screen, if you're looking for them. Remote Control, Rita Ora, and Running. Great song. Running. Do you remember the band? Mercury Rev? Oh my God, that was my last day in Sydney. Mercury Rev? Are you talking about different songs? Wait, wait. Running. Uh, maybe we're thinking of different I'm ones. I'm thinking about the one with the three brothers yep. and they had the remix and That's I was the at the I'm slip in. About. I was on the dance floor, 4 a.m. and I was crying that I was leaving Sydney. Mm. What's uh, maybe with yeah. Three brothers is right. They're from New Zealand. Yes. Mm. But yes, they resided yes. here in Australia. Mm. Sneaky Sound System also did a remix of the song that you're thinking of. All right. What's the band? The band. I'll play it and okay. let's see if you can guess it. I think I interviewed them about 28,000 times and probably everyone else in Australian radio did too. And this is the one you would have been listening not to Eskimo, at the club? No, no, no um, it's not Eskimo. Uh, no. No? A different version of it. Thirsty Merck. No, 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 no. Give me a clue. That's in the summertime. So no, it's two words. Yeah. Uh, no, it's one word. Mm. So what does it start with? Three syllables. Sounds like. Um... <laughs> No, no, Running did have a remix, but I think you're thinking of another remix song by this band, by the way. 
No, who is it? Tell us. Put us out of our misery. It is the one and only Evermore. Ah, oh. oh, yes. They had yeah. some great songs, these guys. So I want you to know that I see the light surrounding you. Um, and I think the one that you're thinking of that got remixed that was big in the clubs, which was done. By... No, it was definitely those guys, but it was just a different, it was a different version different of it. Song. No, no, it was no, it was definitely running. He's got us. He's got. Yeah, I haven't heard them. Not this song. This had a pretty sick remix. It's because I haven't heard them uh, for a long time. Don't you think he's got a very, very Vance Joyish? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Let me just um, while I'm showing. What my, were they called again? Evermore. Evermore. Song it is. I can play the one that I think you're thinking of. It depends what year, because I know what year I moved back would mean 2005. Mm. Let's see. I reckon you're thinking of the Dirty South remix. Hmm? I love it when people tell me what I'm thinking because often I don't know. <laughs> and you're the DJ party boy and I would rely on people like you. Is that, that's not them, is it? Evermore? It? But that's Evermore. It, it's a remix, is it? Yeah. 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 Is this the one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew, baby. Yeah. I was playing this bad boy. And, yes. Ready? The drop's coming. Oh, and it was like this international DJ that was playing it. Lights on. Yeah. And then it sort of just went... It's going to cut out. Here we go. It comes to the drop. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Suck back that UDL. Here we go, baby. God, I love rave parties. Wow, what a great remix for those of you that love that song but wished it was shit. I have this on vinyl. Nah, but you're not into rave parties. I'm, you're into depressing music. I would hate going to yours. You would hate going to mine. I think she's looking at me. Should I go over and talk to her? No. Can you get me some water? I don't yeah. even care if it's hot. Right up. Let's go to a rave party. Right as long as it's done by 10. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. State of Origin is on tomorrow night. I know that you boys are excited mm-hmm. and I do enjoy, you know, knowing about the team, what's their pros, what's their cons, the training. But the one thing that you guys know I get obsessed with mm-hmm. is like the mindset. Yeah, because, you, you know, sometimes the, one, the game is won or lost in the mind in the before brain. they even get on the field. <laughs> so I was very excited that this guy uh, went and met the Maroons. Yeah, he's got a brilliant book, um, and I highly recommend yes, anyone reads it. Yes, you've given it to me. Yes, uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's called The Resilience Project. His name is Hugh. I, I'm going to get your last name wrong, Van Hugh. Kuhlenberg. Hugh Van Kuhlenberg. I just call you Hugh whenever I tell people about you. Um, <laughs> mate, talk us through what you... My surname? <laughs> yeah, from the start. Starts with a C. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk us through what you've been doing with the Queensland Origin team. Uh, yeah, I think the first thing I should probably say is that for those of you who have watched Ted Lasso, I'm a little bit like that on the State of Origin camp because I don't really... I'm from Melbourne. So ah. We don't really have rugby league much down here, so I, I don't really know what's going on um, as far as the football's concerned. Um, but, yeah, I've had I've spent the first five days of the uh, camp with them. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot I could say. I, I, I feel like first thing I've noticed is if it comes down to... I don't know how this would happen, but if it comes down to who can eat the most, um, <laughs> these boys are in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, good. So well, the, the important stuff is out of the, the way. The important stuff. Yeah. But what is yeah. your sort of, I, I guess, message to them? Because I remember, and he's a good friend of yours, we were speaking to Ben Crow about going uh, with Ash Barty, and mm. he's always been her coach, and he was saying that, you know, it's not about uh, thinking, I'm going to go out there and win. You sort of think about your skills because you, you focus on the stuff that you can, I guess, change. Control, yeah. And it's a lot of gratitude as mm. well yeah it's yeah it's funny i caught up with billy slater the coach in i think it would have been about february this year i mean i didn't even know he was coach he was he he said do you want to catch up and talk about state of origin and i thought in my head i'm thinking not really no <laughs> I'm not much of a state of origin fan, but but i do love billy so we caught up and we're having coffee and i sort of i, I realized 
about 20 minutes in that he was, he was head coach. Um, and I sort of made a decision I didn't want to do as much elite sports stuff this year because I just thought we were going to focus on the schools mm. with what's happened with COVID. Um, but Billy's a very hard man to say no to. And he just kind of spoke to me about how the state of origin is its the greatest thing that will ever happen to you as a, as a rugby league footballer. He said that sometimes people will experience it and look back on it and realise that. Mm. Whereas when they're in it, it was stressful. They were worried, will I get picked? Are we going to win? Yeah. What will the media say? And so he said, I just love your help getting them to enjoy the experience as much as possible. So Abby, you said gratitude before. That's kind of that was the, the first session I had with them. Um, I don't remember much of it because I <laughs> the first session I had, we I, so I kicked off the camp. I was the, I, I spoke first. Um, but I had flown from Melbourne on an hour and a half sleep because my two young kids weren't sleeping the night before. So, <laughs> where's your gratitude? Where's your resilience? I had was I was a phony. There was no, I was, it wasn't resilient. <laughs> I was not grateful. But anyway, I um, I spoke to them and we just talked about gratitude is the ability to pay attention to what you've got, mm. not worry about what you don't have, because um, we struggle with that in Australia. So many of us spend live our lives off this thing called the if and then model of happiness you know if i buy this car then i feel happy if i buy this house then i feel happy and i just kind of said to the boys you know regardless of how you're feeling right now what was your dream as a kid growing up and every single one of them is, is, is to play for you do this yeah so, what are you doing right now you're in camp so um i mean these guys are they're incredibly skillful athletes the coach i mean their coaching staff is billy slater jonathan burst and cameron smith so yeah. if, oh, they, the if they win on yeah i mean if they win on wednesday night it's not because of what I've spoken to them about. It's, 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 I mean, they're incredibly talented. Their coaches are the best ever. Um, I, we, we've just, I've just tried to help them really sort of focus on what they've got at the moment, which is this incredible opportunity. Win, mm. lose, or draw. Um, they're living out a childhood dream. And I think it's important that, that they enjoy that while they can. It's a very interesting point you make, though, even though it was a bit of a joke about um, Ted Lasso, because it doesn't really matter if you are aware of the ins and outs of whatever it is the person that you're talking to is doing. Um, you just need to know how to best help them do it, really. So it could be nuclear physics or anything, really, but all these things work regardless of the profession, correct? It's, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, it's, a, it's the same stuff that I teach. I, I was working with a group, group of neurosurgeons, like literally brain surgeons a little while ago on this exact thing, and then the same day I jumped in the car and drove to school and worked with prep kids on the exact same thing, mm. and both audiences were equally as receptive and equally sort of um, engaged in it. Um, and so when I work with these guys, I had such a, I had such a privilege. I mean, I, Billy got us to, on day one, we walked from, um, we were staying at the W Hotel in Brisbane and we walked to Suncourt Stadium. And I was thinking, surely we could have got a bus. It's <laughs> 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 a 20 minute walk. Yeah. And my, like, surely these guys, but then I saw the looks on people's faces. I heard people stopping and I, I was walking in the back of the group with Cameron Smith and the, I, ju I just saw how much it means to Queenslanders and how special it is. And mm. I just I saw the look on the boys' faces as I sort of registered, gosh, we mean a lot to a lot of people here. It was really special. Hugh, was, I'm got... 34, and if I saw you, I would scream and run over and ask for a photo with the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's a big deal. <laughs> like, like, fully like, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> well, there was, there was, uh, there was, there was, I saw these men on a, uh, on a work site. There was, uh, I won't repeat the language because we're on radio, but the excitement and the, I mean, we don't really get this kind of thing in Victoria. If you're in the football team, yeah. automatically 17 out of 18 people hate you because you play for the other team. I mean, there's, but here in Queensland, it was like, is everyone. Mm. It was amazing. I just, and it made me realize what a special, it was important for me to understand and experience that as well to, to get how seriously special is, you know, this is the Queenslanders. But then I, from, from my job to get the players to stop and, and just pay attention to how good that is. I well, mean, I told my mate this story. He's a he's a sparky. He's an electrician, and he said, "Geez, imagine I got to turn up to work every day, and everyone's going, oh, my gosh, he's here! Look at him! I can see him! He's got his so true! Yeah. Yeah. Let's start doing it to each other for three months. Oh, my oh, God! God. Wow, look at you go! Can I get a photo? Wow, great time call, Matty. <laughs> well, Hugh, um, thank you for your time this morning. The Resilience Project is your book, and it has an, an extremely great message for anyone who might be struggling with where they're at in life. Um, so I highly recommend getting it, and thank you for uh, coming on and, and chatting with us this morning. That's a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. All right, there is Hugh Van Kylenberg. Did I get right? Perfect. On the yeah. air. Yeah. 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 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Baz Luhrmann's much-anticipated Elvis biopic. The Hollywood blockbuster premiere down under. The Gold Coast rolling out the red carpet for the premiere. What a movie it was, um, and you've got to go and check it out. We're talking about Elvis, the star. Austin Butler is on the air this morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Honestly, cannot sing your praises highly enough. You were just... Absolutely amazing in the film. And I say for people that are obsessed with Elvis, they're going to love this film. Yeah. And for people that didn't know much about him, they're going to fall in love with him a little bit too late because he's unfortunately not with us. But what category were you in? Were you a little bit of a fan of Elvis before? Yeah, I, I was a fan because my grandmother was a fan. Ah. My grandma grew up in 56. Uh, you know, she was in high school at that time. She was a teenager. So that music was around my grandmother and then hence my mother and um so I, I i had a lot of the music of the 50s in my life and and some of those films jailhouse rock and king creole and blue hawaii and, and stuff from the early days but i wasn't as familiar with the late 60s or the 70s so like you were talking about then i started to really fall in love with elvis when he first goes to vegas yeah how, how just he's at the top of his game and 68, 69, 70, just how glorious that time in music is. So that was such a joy for me to get to discover. I, uh, I actually don't know what my co-host Abby is talking about because I was going to ask you how it was to portray a character who is still alive and is that oh, a, lot of, a lot of pressure when you know that they're going to watch the film and, and critique it. <laughs> I sure hope he likes it. <laughs> I think he will, mate. I think he would. <laughs> One of the biggest honours is you going to meet uh, Priscilla Presley. Like, Did you meet her before you started filming? Because I know that it was years of preparation for you and no doubt your voice has become even deeper. I know it has since you were like going to play this role did you meet her before you were filming it and did she say like don't stuff up or give you any words yeah sort of i met her about a month after i got the part and i was about to go to grayson so we baz and i took a road trip from nashville to memphis and i met her right before i went into grayson for the first time and she she's you know we didn't we didn't talk for long we didn't we exchanged tons of stories but it was the first thing she said to me was, you have big shoes to fill. Mm. And I I just said, I know. You know? <laughs> I, at, that, at that time as well, I still, there's there's crippling self-doubt that's in, involved in the whole process because you go, I, I, I'm, I'm playing Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, this is so much responsibility. And and there were there were days where it's just crippling. Um, but you, you you sort of use that fear as energy and you just get to work every day. So uh, I was so nervous when she was finally going to see the film. And then after she saw and she she sent Baz this message that was just the, the most moving message to me because it, it, I couldn't dream of a better review uh, than the woman who, who knew him better than anybody, you know, and, and it just I can't even put to words what that meant to me. The other uh, big star of the film is, of course, the wonderful Tom Hanks, and I don't think there's anyone. What a legend! Oh, I don't think there's anyone in the world that doesn't like Tom Hanks. He's nope. just uh, so yeah, I could work not. with him uh, on a daily basis. What was that like? It was so surreal, and it, you know, I, I the the amount of films of his that were playing in my house at, from the time I was uh, conscious, <laughs> or <laughs> just I, I can't even count the amount of times. So he felt like a part of my family, and he's also he's such a master. As, as of craft so there's a lot of uh uh that feeling of meeting your hero mm. you know and and, and just a, an absolute icon in himself and uh he as soon as we met he gave me this big bear hug and he just opened up to me and was so vulnerable and kind and generous and so we quickly broke down any of those barriers of like hero and pupil kind of vibe and instead we, we just got down to talking about the the relationship between these two men and uh and we had such a joy getting to work together but it is so surreal i, I had times all throughout while i'm i'm in they separated our pair of makeup rooms because of covid yeah. reasons 
Um, well, he caught I, COVID while he was here filming yeah, this, did, right? He did. Yeah, he did. But I would be in one room and I'd hear his laugh in the other. And you just go, that's Woody. You know, it's just so surreal when you hear Tom in the other room laughing. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann has uh, talked up the Gold Coast. Initially, he didn't want to film here because he was like, oh, I just remember meter maids, which I don't know if that's what you know have heard about that now, but there were like girls in bikinis Bikini. that used to pay for people's meters. For their parking. What? Yeah, Jeez. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, you missed that. You yeah, have to. Yeah, they've, they've sort of finished up that. But he was saying that the Gold Coast is just now amazing, and he actually believes that is like the hub to start filming. He said he's going to be back. Are you talking up the Gold Coast for people overseas to come and do more movies? Absolutely. I, I being back up on uh, up there uh, the other day. I it's it genuinely. I think I might know the Gold Coast better than I know my hometown. <laughs> yeah, of, of Los Angeles. I I, I really. As I was driving, I, I kept going, oh, that's a great restaurant. Oh, I, I used to walk on that beach. I, you know, th- th- that's a place where I used to go watch music or whatever. I, I know it so well because I spent so much time there. Mm. I, I haven't spent a year and a half in one place since I was 15 years old. So getting to spend that amount of time there. And then also the six months that our film shut down and, and it was COVID time, you know, that's where I was. I was on, I was on Broad Beach. And so I, the the amount of times that I, I just drove around the Gold Coast and uh, and and it really it was this it was this refuge for me and it was also a place where I spent the most magical time of my life getting to do this film so it has such a fond place in my heart I can't wait to uh, what, how, I don't know when it'll be but I can't wait to come back and work work there. Have you um, have you found? Uh, I know that a few of the actors that worked on Baby Driver, which used music a lot, and they had to time it all to the music. They can't listen to any of the music that's in the film now because they've heard it so many times on like twenty four takes. Can you listen to Elvis music now, or is it like, oh god, I've been it's been so much of my life for the while. I need to break. Yeah, you know, people said that to me while I was filming the movie because that's all I would listen to. I would just listen to Elvis or the music Elvis was influenced by. But it was it was just nonstop Elvis and. I had people say, you know, you're going to be so tired of Elvis by the time you get done with this. It it really, and I didn't know what what that was going to be like. It could not be further from the truth. <laughs> I love him more now than I ever have. I, it really, uh, his music brings me so much joy. It's it's timeless, and, and uh, so and, and there's also so much variation in it. So it depends on whatever mood you're in. Yeah, it, it, and there's so many songs out there that when I first signed on, I didn't know they even sang. Mm. So you have this this absolute gold mine of music that when you go into his catalog, no matter what mood you're in, you can find something that'll lift you up. Well, uh, buddy, it's in cinemas from June 23. It's a great movie, highly recommended. Austin Butler, the star, Elvis is who he plays. Great to see you, mate. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Guys, thanks for having me. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. My middle child, uh, Jagger, who's a bit different than everyone else in the family, he's our little uh, brunette as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he looks very much like my dad Mm. um, as opposed to the blonde ones of the other. But uh, he's a good-looking boy, right? And he often gets told that because he's got long eyelashes. Like Those his eyelashes, eyelashes are insane. So insane. They always have been. I once I killed them when he was younger mm. and put mascara on it, and I can just say they look fabulous. Really bad as a toddler when he had like the panda eyes. Uh, <laughs> but he is money obsessed. Like just wants to earn money. He will steal money from our wallets, which is not earning it, as I keep telling him. His favourite game is Monopoly. Uh, sometimes struggles with school, but money he just gets it. Mm. And he wants to earn more money because he's saving for a Lamborghini. He's an entrepreneur, he I is. think. If you put that title on it, mm. you know, makes it seem... So he even, like, sometimes he'll go, oh, what can I do for money? And I'll go clean the windows. And he will clean them mm. as much. And he's obsessed with saving and putting it in there. And he wants to get some extra money. And I said, well, what do you think you could do? And he goes, I don't know. How did you do it as a kid? And I said, well, funny you say that. I was at a shopping centre and they came and asked my mum if I would do modelling. Hmm. And mum sort of said, no, I'll see how she goes. I went and did a commercial when I was probably around about four or five and they gave me a can of Coke, which my mum would never let me have. <laughs> and I could see her in the background as I was sipping in this Coke going, <laughs> That was your motivation. That was my motivation. And then they what, was started... Was that for Coke, the commercial? No, no, it was just in between. No, it was for a camera. And I had to wink, and I didn't know how to wink. Uh, yeah. Cool. And I, I saved up, and I actually bought my first car wow. with the money that I saved up from it. So I said, if you want to do something like that, and he's like, yes. So I'm thinking mm. I'm going to sign him up to a modeling agency for him to get his own money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
good or bad, though? I think that all depends on you. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you become the stage mum where I'm like, I had time off school mm. and my parents were very anti it, which I was into it. Mm. But I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to get into it. Like, I don't want to yeah. be that person. Because mm. when you sign your child up for like a modelling agency, you're going. It, it says something about yeah. you more than, than the they're, kid, they're, doesn't they're it? Pretty, they're pretty. Yes, they're yes, yeah. 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 I feel like, am I going to be the person that puts him into to pageants? Mm. Well, you've also. But if be- I just go, hey, just so you're aware. It's not for, we don't think he's a child star. We just want the money. <laughs> also, too, you've got to remember, if he comes home from school every day and go, any jobs today, mum? And you're like, no. That's, it's his confidence mm. that you go, but I think you're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. And also, when you're doing it, you need to have the right temperament. Mm. Like, if I'm just taking him and, he's, and we're like, smile, and he goes, I just want the money. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's the right attitude. And then what do I say to the other kids? You're not like, pretty enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the ugly uh, ones, but you're smart. You have the brains, You have the brains. Look, like, yeah. we have to go with what we know. Yeah. But it is, I, like, I just feel nervous about becoming that mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where would you draw the line on what products? Like if it's a big job for $5,000 or something, but well, mum's it's staying over. Coal and I, seam gas. And I said, what <laughs> sort of things did I do? And she said, well, you know, your first one was a camera ad and the next one was a cold saw ad. And I went, did I do that? And she's like, yes, do you remember it was against, like, uh, telling women not to kiss their babies in hospital? I remember you. But I was like, well, that's a good message. Yeah. yeah. And I said, well, what was I wearing? And she's like, a ballet uniform. I'm like, how does that? <laughs> so you were, you were probably the woman's older child. So, you know, like you were playing the sibling or something. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. I don't really remember. And then I, I was doing the Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Model all the, the and toys. And then the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I did have my own bank account. That's why my tax file number is real. It's like two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, try it. No harm in trying. Mm. You know, and if it doesn't work, or if you go mental, yeah, it might change me. It might change you. See, if you came to me and said, "Do I take commission?" One hundred percent. You couldn't be able to do it. I don't take one hundred percent. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I got to call my agent. (laughs) Uh, um, But if if you'd come to me like a few years ago and said, "Hey, I've just put Koa in the Bonds baby thing," I'd be like, "Oh, who are you? What's happened?" You know, because it's baby's pretty cute. Yeah, but it's a special mum that puts your child in that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nah, see, I think I don't mind people doing that. Yeah. Well, you, well you're against the baby's bo- the ba- like, the bonds baby. I'm not was, against it. What I'm saying is it's a special everyone. brand yeah. of people that do that, mm. Mm. you know, and you would be falling into that category. I think I was very realistic. Like, uh, you know, people go, oh, my baby's really cute. Mm. Yeah. Not all of them. <laughs> No, no, like, honestly, not all of them. Mm. But like, you can't be the one to tell them that either. No, no, no. But Harvey and I were looking and we're going, oh, this is not our cutest baby. No. So, the agency will do that for them. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Money over everything. looking like a bag of money. Now, we all know the cost of living. It's on the rise, guys. It's on the rise. It's so annoying. Did you see this, uh, the trolley that the guy posted yesterday and there was hardly anything in it and he's like, there's $84. Mm. And you're like, that was, it looked like for one or two meals. Yeah. You've got like spaghetti. Yep. Spaghetti. Which is why I want to encourage you all to get onto a Facebook group that I've been on for a little while now and it's made it to news.com. Look and at it's, you. it's called Facebook um, Markdown Addicts Australia. Right. What do they do? So it is, you know, when you go to like the grocery shop mm. or like any shop, and something's been marked down, mm. people, what they do is take a photo of it and okay. say, here's the store, here's how much it's marked down so people can go in and get the specials. Mm-hmm. I always do that. Uh, during the pandemic when everyone was saying they're hoarding and if anyone took a photo my in my cupboard, they'd go, you're a hoarder. Yeah. But I, if it's, something's on sale, I'll buy it in bulk. bulk. Well, this will be interesting to see where you stand on the argument that erupted on this Facebook page and has made it to news.com. Mm. And that is, you know, like... If you go to Woolies or Coles between 5 and 6 in the afternoon because they're getting ready to sort of pack down and set up for the next day, mm. stuff gets marked down and you yes. can get, like, cheap the bread. The meat especially. Yes. Oh, Pretty. really? Yeah, mm. the bread's a big one. Mm. So the chooks, there was a heap of chooks left over and they were marked down. I know, surprisingly, the old bachelor's handbags yeah. usually I love it. cleaned out. They're usually $11, but they were marked down for quick sale at $4.40. That's pretty good. Whole ones, half ones, whole ones. Whole chicken. Brilliant. Wow, that is good. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know, you hear it when you're walking around the shop and they go, ding, ding, ding. Just letting all shoppers know that we've marked down our whole chickens to $4.40. Everyone runs to Quick! <laughs> this lady 
has uh, gone there and she's on this Facebook page and she's grabbed six. Six chooks. Oh, she cut them up and froze them and put them in the freezer for later. And she's said, she's put them into a trolley, put it on Markdown Australia Facebook and said, how good I got these six chooks. Uh, People have erupted and said, you are a selfish, selfish cow. Oh. Because you took them all. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that one. Mm. Well, if there were other people there, you can go, sorry, do you want one? Mm. I don't think she did that, though. She just got... But there's no law... It's one of those weird things. There's no law against... There's no law against... Well, there was eventually, but there was no law against how much toilet paper you could buy. Oh, no, there was. They, when they, they had big signs. That's what I mean. Yeah. But they haven't brought it in for the chooks yet. You know, only two chooks per person. Mm. Yeah, they did it for frozen goods, remember, over yeah. the pandemic as well? Yeah. Yes. Frozen chips and yes. things. Yes, I was always the superior because having a celiac in the house, you're like... Oh, gluten-free, you don't want that? I'll take that, thank you. And everyone's like, no, really, we don't want it. We don't want that. Things ain't that bad yet. Oh, I guess we... Oh, I don't know. I mean, if there was other people around, but maybe there wasn't. Well, this is what everyone's saying. It's really rude. You should have left some for other people to enjoy the bargain. Others were commenting, saying, no, all's fair in love and war. If you're first there, you can take them all. I don't know which you... Mine's a freezing thing. What, do you cut it all up and freeze it in sections, or do you uh, make a dish out of it? I wouldn't... I don't know that I would freeze it. Mm. No, that's what I was trying. But you could make a soup and oh, all yeah. stuff out of yeah, it. Yeah, but then you're missing out on that delicious skin. Yeah. Mm. There's another one which... <laughs> <laughs> There's pros and cons. You know, she's got to weigh all this To up. be fair, a hot yeah. chicken never makes it back to the car. Oh, no. really? Oh, oh, I'm terrible. Like, yeah. I put it on and I'm like, this is disgusting. But, like, I've always got baby wipes in my bag. So I'll put it at the top mm. and, like, I'll eat a bit. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Get a grip, Abby. But when you smell it... Oh, yeah. You gotta eat all of it, yeah. <laughs> At four dollars forty, yeah, it's yourself. almost worth just eating the skin and pilfing, and getting rid of the well, chicken. It's almost three for the price of one. Yeah, wow. But and also, I mean, we don't know. There could there's normally more than six chooks in that little hot box. Mm, true. There could have been two left over. She could have been nice. Yeah, yeah. But if you, you know, get them, another lady's done it with fifteen. Salmon packets. Okay, that's a bit too much, only because my wife needs a salmon and I can never salmon find it. Salmon is on the, the budget website. You need to change your fish delights. There's cans of tunas that are going down to 80 cents. There's well, seafood are... extender you can get. <laughs> They're expensive. It's been driven past the ocean <laughs> on the way to the factory. We used to use it at Subway. I was like, what is this? What actually is it? I don't. I never wanted to know. It smells fishy. It does. Uh, it does. It's the hooves of the fish. <laughs> um, it was marked down to $1.10 for a tube each of two pack of salmon, which that's is that's pretty not good. bad. Hey, it's yeah. only about 10 bucks. Yeah. There was that lady that I was obsessed with. She was always on a current affair, and she was the one that always like bought it as soon as she bought her shampoo and conditioner. Remember, she emptied it emptied and put it, it in with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she paid off her mortgage in a few years, and I was like, I'm going to copy everything she does. Yeah, she is rolling in chickens now, that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. Do you guys have a lot of different WhatsApp groups for the different sports? Like yes. the kids play, and then you've got different ones for obviously different kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I don't know, like sometimes there's like 40 on the group, yeah. and I don't know everyone on there, but I know a couple of them quite well. So I sometimes write back things that I was like, sorry, I can't make it on the weekend, but I was just wondering if anyone would be there uh, to babysit uh, Scotty. Huh. Now, <clears> a lot <throat> of people that write back will go, oh, look, I, I can't make it. My husband will be there or something else. And I was like, okay. Um, I don't want him looking after him. I don't trust him, right? Because last time they went out, they had a few too many beers. Right, right, right. A man's not allowed to look after another man. No, no. no. But it's so funny when you get some people rocks back saying, I'm so happy to babysit little Scotty, <laughs> thinking that is my child. It's <laughs> <laughs> not far off. Not my husband. I know, right? Ooh, I know. Uh, but less cute. Yeah. Yeah. Will he be allowed to play Fortnite? Because we do. Sometimes <laughs> we let out no rules. rules. cordial, please. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> One of the greatest foods in the world is a meat pie. Mm. Mm, mystery meat. <laughs> Whatever it is, mm. it's delicious. Me, I have two favourites. That is either the pepper. Okay. Yes, pepper, peppercorn's brilliant. Mm, yes. Mm, mm. Or curry. Nope. Love them both. The issue I have, though, is I smell it and I wait in line and then they bring it to me and then I just have to eat it instantly. But Burns sometimes inside there, mm-hmm. it's like a lava. Lava. You know? And then you eat it, and it burns the top of your mouth, mm-hmm. and then you scrape off with your tongue oh, that I layer of that. skin. I hate and that. And you're like, 
I should wait. Mm. But for some reason, why is my hand not on? <laughs> it just doesn't back listen. <laughs> Burn again. You just, you don't learn. You don't. I even eat hot potatoes. And I'm like, the Wiggles even wrote a song about this mm. and I still can't get my head around it. And you're there. It's, it's, it's sitting on your tongue. <laughs> you don't enjoy it. You don't enjoy the food. After you finish it, you're like, I've wasted that. But you don't stop. No. Not Maddie. He probably gets two. No, I get a sausage roll uh, as well. I thought you would. And then a donut and a hot chocolate or a cho- icy cold. No, I get a can of Coke. Oh, do you? Yeah. No, chocolate milk. Chocolate pie. milk, you have to. Yeah. It's compulsory, yeah. isn't it? Coke, zero, no sugar. Mm. And a cream donut is what I go for. Yeah, yeah, because you're watching Fresh your cream donut. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Watching it grow. <laughs> thanks. <But> no, thanks. <laughs> Is there anything worse in the entire world? And I say this knowing all the horrors that are going on in the world as we speak. But is there anything worse than when you've made that first sweet, sweet coffee of a morning and then you go to pour your milk in and you haven't checked the expiry date and the milk is gone? Because two things, you've wasted and ruined that coffee and then you can't make another one with milk in it. No. So you have to either go black and then you know that's it for the rest of your life or you have to wait. That's why I was a bit cranky this morning, guys. Oh, oh we didn't notice. Oh. I'm only on the black coffee from now on, so thanks is for that. Is all the milk rotten here? No, it's at home. Oh, oh. home, yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.